Uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Stewart. Uh, my name's Columbo, and I just want to, <laughs> to investigate. Uh, you know, my wife would kill me if I didn't ask this one more thing. Could, could you help me out and, uh, and wake, rattle, and roll? Because it's uh, every Saturday morning. Saturday morning Every Saturday morning Every Saturday Wow, what a magical intro, guys. Hey, I'm Adam Fair. Uh, and I'm Dusty Griffin. And boy, oh boy, you got something on your mind, Dusty? Don't I always? I, you'd have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. still with us. Do I have something in my mind? Is your brain always on? Yeah, you know. What you thinking about? Uh, I'm thinking about cartoons. Oh, mostly. man, thank God. Uh, you know, just like... The intense work and they come goes into their origin. The blood, you know, like some cartoons, like you might just have a little cartoon at the beginning of a movie, and next thing you know, it's that's the tears. International seller, that's the sweat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it takes a lot of effort. Is what you're saying, right? It's a beautiful kaleidoscope Mm. of wonder. Oh yeah, and so much work goes into it that I just think people should just constantly. That's a good point to make. Compliment. That's a good point. Conversely. (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk smack about all these shows. It's 1971. Hey, oh man, what a year! It feels like it's been months. Uh, but <laughs> it doesn't feel a year over 70. <laughs> uh, it's 1971. The hot music at the time is George Harrison, My Sweet Lord, <laughs> John <laughs> John Lennon. Imagine, oh, really? Am I saying these right? Rod Stewart, Maggie May. Lynn Anderson, Rose Garden, The Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar, How Come You Taste So Good, and Alice Cooper's 18. That's awesome. Uh, it's NBC, The Peacock. I gotta say, I, I cannot relate to this year that much. Like, oh, no, why not? The top shows on NBC are the, the Jimmy Store Show. Really? Bonanza. Laughing. Ironside. I've watched enough laughing to choke a goat. <laughs> I think they choked a goat on Ironside. Ironside. And then they did the old Flip Wilson. The Flip Wilson show, that is. Oh, but that was good. Sanford and Son. That's pretty good. That we know that's good. An emergency exclamation point. Oh, they got they got a cartoon version of that. <laughs> Thank God not this year, though. Gross. Yeah. You're, um, right. You're right. That that must be 72 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not too long afterward, they gave Emergency a cartoon. They both suck. Sure. Uh, but, but it's 8 o'clock in the morning on NBC. We've got to watch the further adventures of Dr. Doolittle, correct? Yeah, further. So, so 17 episodes. This is a 1970 show that aired from 70 to 72. It's a debate Freeling affair based on the books by Hugh Lofting, but more or less based on the 1967 film adaptation. Yeah. You know, to Patty Freeling, he almost, you know what you're going to get, kind of. I keep forgetting, and then when I realize I'm going to be watching them, consummate um, 
character design mm-hmm. right off the bat these shows always have really good character design even if i don't care yeah i'm like well they nailed who that should be remember the further you go back in history with the patty freeling the more rotoscoping you get oh is that what they were doing yeah so there's tons of rotoscoping uh back in this day but uh you know you're any on dr doolittle first of all is this this is further what this is not (laughs) further you know past 67 this is just all it means is this is a continuation of the movie right right and here they're on a boat yeah they're on a boat (laughs) that's the big difference here and they're traveling the world to help sick animals you know the goal if you if you're not familiar with Doctor Doolittle, he's able to speak to animals. Let's just he can walk it. with them. He can talk with them. Yeah, yeah. You know what happens next. So, Adam, did you think this? You know, this looks pretty good, actually. Like, De- looks decent looking movie, uh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like it, it's almost like it got made with movie money, kind of like. Uh, hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I yeah. They it's pretty. Well, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, yeah, you're well, going to give us a yeah, synopsis. In addition to being on a boat, pirates are after them, but they're not pirates. I mean, they are. Boy, I thought the villains on this show were fascinating. <laughs> Fasc- and racist. Yeah. Oh, but just God, one, yeah, yeah. so we can talk about the other four more. And this is not a one-off <laughs> joke either. Yeah, this, this is, is weird sitch. Ongoing. This is a weird you know? sitch. This is like, why is that? Why does the Native American on that other cartoon have an Irish accent? Same thing. Oh, yeah, this Same is weird. Thing, you know? Well, I'll, I'll explain further. Yeah. <laughs> so these there's like gangster pirates on a ship, and the, I'll explain who they are soon. Uh, so while they're traveling to heal sick animals, these uh, pirates keep trying to stop. Well, they, they want to get the, the key to talking to the animals because they think that'll lead to world domination. So does Doolittle. To be fair, he's like that will undoubtedly lead to. <laughs> of course, he says that. You know, and of course, it's he the most that. important thing in the world. Yeah, I think that'd you're be, asking the wrong guy. That'd be like us saying podcasting is something <laughs> it's, we're gonna need beyond the apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, same oh, no. thing. Doctor Doolittle's like the most important thing is speaking to animals. I guarantee <laughs> fucking tea. Don't hurt me with that fourth wall breaking. <laughs> so Doolittle's also got his underage companion Tommy. Who he taught to speak with the animals, I guess, at some point. Yeah, I guess. In turn, I guess. guess. And, of course, the Critter crew, you can guess. Uh, So, voices of Hal Smith as Dr. D and Tommy, but you might know him as Otis the Town Drunk. Mm. (laughs) Here he's sobered up. As Adam Adam knows that I'm re-watching Andy Griffith right now. Otis, man, that's awesome. Hal Smith's all over this uh so cartoon time. So Adam, um, you know they got they got a bunch of grasshoppers. Uh, That's that, right. They that live on the boat, including George the grasshopper. Yeah, who is voiced by Lenny Weinrib, who you might know as Scrappy Doo. He's also <laughs> Zigzag and Sam Scurvy, the head gangster of the pirates. It's really weird. Sam Scurvy. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Don Messick was Jip the dog, and Push Me Pull You, a two headed llama. That's weird. Uh, weird. As well as Chi-Chi the Monkey and Nico. Also featuring Robert Towers, who people might know from Always Sunny in Philadelphia as the coke-sniffing jockey. In addition to Bob Holt and Tom Bosley. Bosley He says he can talk to the animals, Margaret. What does this have to do with gnomes? I wanted to get that out a second time today. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let's talk about the crew real quick. So, like, it's the leader's a gangster, and he's always teaching the rest of his pirate crew... Which is made up of only one other gangster, two pirates, and a Frenchman dressed like Napoleon. 
one of the pirates is a Chinese, is that right? Stereotype. It's awful. Mm-hmm. But he talks the least, so I didn't notice him right away. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, don't let that. Yeah, that's. And then one of them's just big and stupid. And he and the leader, Scurvy, tries to teach them <laughs> different how to speak to the animals each episode. Like, a cat goes, meow. <laughs> meow. They're dumb. See? It's so weird. Adam. Why are they the bad guys? It's all they're almost like Why? that. They're almost like that one team off of wacky races. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> kind of remind me of wacky races. You know? They're like the Ant Hill mob. <laughs> they are like the Ant Hill mob. That's true. It's so weird because when we say gangster, I mean it is so literal. Yeah, but they're on a boat. They're pirates. Uh unexpl- they are pirates. Unexplained. But they are also one is definitely a gangster, one's mostly a gangster. Two are mostly pirates, one's Napoleon. And yeah, horrible yeah, yeah. stereotype. They're the weirdest bad guys I've seen on a show. It's weird and racist. Why do they need to be pirates? They couldn't do this in town. There's yeah, a long way to I go know. to get to Lululand. Doctor Doolittle doesn't even have to be on a boat. Good God. Okay, what's? Did you watch one? <laughs> yeah. Did you make it? Yeah. What? What'd you think of that? Let me tell you, Adam. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure I watched the first episode. I probably watched at least three or four, at least. Right. Did uh, you see the Land of Tiger Moo? I didn't write the I didn't write the titles down they, here. I, I set up a playlist. Oh God, they're like they need to get milk from the tiger moo to help get a Floridian alligator from destroying the swamp, and a tarted up flamingo brings the uh, call to Doctor D. Uh, meanwhile, the gangster pirates are too stupid to learn animal languages like cat. Uh, when they spot. Uh, Dr. D and company. George Grasshoppers deals a groovy song about the Tiger Moo, who's way out of sight. So there's like a full three minute Grasshopper song, I guess, every episode, uh, uh, right? Yes. There's yes. one in this one. Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you about, remind me to tell you about the one I heard. The Hoppers. But it is so, it's almost like they're still on that Beatles wave. They're still on that crazy Beatles kick. When was this written? <laughs> you know, 70? Is it old? Maybe 69 then? Yeah, because like Adam said, this bunch of grasshoppers shows up once per episode and sing and a, is a the be- Beatles y song. It's a long way to get to a Beatles number from other books. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's weird. I'll so, book. I'll book in this with the song I heard. <laughs> the weird hybrid villains <laughs> eavesdrop and decide to beat him there to trap the doctor, but are first chased off by a whale. They don't get along with animals on the Moose Island. They meet some crabby crabs and the three mosquito tears who don't do that much but lead them somewhere. Meanwhile, the uh, pirate. Gangsters capture the cat cow and uh, gangster to, to lure the doctor in. They threaten its life if the doctor won't reveal how to talk to the animals or walk or grunt or squeak. <laughs> they tie the doctor to a tree and light a fuse under a boulder over the tiger moo as a threat. Uh, Doolittle's dog gets the mosquitoes and crabs to it attack the hot mess pirate crew we cut back to the male tiger moo who has filled several buckets with warm white substance with orange stripes ew Ew. the gator drinks it and the florida swamp thanks the doctor hmm so consensus (laughs) yeah the, the consensus on this um and uh is that it looks good but it's boring would you agree, mm. Adam? You know what this... I thought, <laughs> in terms of animation, I thought it was well animated, but had zero depth. Like, everything was on the same plane. They made no differentiation of depth. 
Oh, so it's like ancient cave drawings where they didn't have just everything levels. was on the same plane to me. That was a weird because they looked pretty fluid. They would do specific eye movements. They, I didn't feel like they were doing any cheap animation moves here. Mm-hmm. The it, vil- to me, I thought it was movie like. Yeah, kinda. it looked it looked like, solid. It looked like I mean, like you might see this as a bumper to a movie or something. I, I don't know. I can't. It was oddly engaging for a mess. It was a mess, but it reminded me. Of, it made me want to watch more Beanie and Cecil's. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this reminds me of for real Beanie and Cecil. Like, them trying to do this for, for serious. One thing that struck me was how how much of a mess the background was. Like, it was it was, huh. it was, it was painted, but I mean, it was, it was right. like splashy. Yeah, there you was, remember it was like... They're fairly abstract now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, they were like, they, had a, they would have a ton of brown, and then they would just have like splashes of red and blue. And, and it looked, not even, and you'd like see a barrel, and the barrel's like... Purple and red and brown. Yeah, weird color, yeah. kind of weird non-color choices here. Yeah, and I don't know that the version I saw was that well preserved. Oh yeah, I, I watched one that looked washed out completely. So, I, this is interesting. I I might revisit this. I might. It was might. interesting. The unfortunately <laughs> racist villains were fascinating, mm. and I love that Scurvy has a shitty animal class every episode. That was kind of funny. <laughs> But again, it made me think of Beanie and Cecil and going to different islands and funny puns happening was was better. What the hell is this? Competent, though. Oddly competent for uh, kind of having some problems. Yeah, I agree. Oh, well. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> 830. The, e- the, the always easy to swallow Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Show from... Okay, so this was a show in 57, syndicated until 66, revived in 1970, and also 76 and 87 until the new series in 99. Uh, This is kind of touted as the no-frills version of the Woody Woodpecker show. No supplemental animation uh, bumpers, no bridges, no musical numbers. (laughs) Just, uh, here's three cartoons, leave us alone. Adam, uh, is this right? This, um, uh, Woody Woodpecker is the third biggest creation from the guy that created Bugs Bunny. Wow, really? Yeah, apparently his nickname was Bugs. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and I guess Woody he was Woodpecker... involved with Walter Lance as well. Hmm. Yeah, it does app. say Lance at the beginning, doesn't it? Lance and Schultz or something. I think hmm. he pecks it on there. <laughs> yeah, Walter Lance is all over the Woody Woodpecker universe? Question mark. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, we haven't had to watch Woody Woodpecker yet, have we? This no, is the first time no. seeing him in a while. I don't believe, you know, we might have watched it once. I, I think I kind of came out with a superficial feel like Woody's a jerk or maybe, you know, I don't know. I wasn't looking forward to that voice. No, no, no. From what I remember. Uh, so, Adam. Uh, Not great like this voice. I caught uh, I caught uh, Shanghai Woody. Oh no! What did he offend in that? I believe it was the first episode oh, of the season. Oh no! Uh, but uh, you know, there's one trend I wanted to point out to you in Woody Woodpecker cartoons and see if you noticed. Okay. It. They've got you're missing the joke jokes. Like, um, you know, somebody will be like stabbing. You know, you oh, know is it the like, what an idiot joke? Are they? Are, is Woody shaking his head at us while that walrus thing is doing something stupid? You know, like um, uh, for instance, the walrus thing will be in a barrel, right? Right. And so Woody is is sticking sabers through the barrel, right? 
And then, and then, like uh, the walrus, like is, is he's supposed to be trapped? Yorch. But he'll just like climb out and look and be like, "Whoa, yeah, let me." Oh, see. okay. You know, you know, it's like a Tex Avery thing. Yeah, is that a Tex Avery? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I call. I was calling it. You're missing the joke. Jokes like, <laughs> um, like they'd have a close up of somebody doing something and then back the camera up and you'd see somebody just saying like, "Ouch, oh, oh yeah, that looks oh, painful." And oh. then and then they jump back in. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody, <laughs> why did they stop to do that? Somebody's all locked up and then they they'll, they'll just. Like climb out of the locks and then get back in the or like get back in the jail, you know. We're all just it's, having fun, folks. Anyway, yeah, that's something. <laughs> that's something I noticed, Adam. <laughs> uh, I wanted to watch Woody's Magic Touch, but I couldn't find that episode. Oh. I was like, oh, what? Do, what could he possibly do? Instead, I found uh, Well Oiled, uh, which that sounds pretty good too. So a well-oiled Woody sings Polly Wally Doodle, It's Awful, while driving through the woods. His car goes limp noodle when he runs out of gas. <laughs> he spots a nearby car and siphons the gas out with his beak, sucking it out of the gas tank and blowing it into his car. It turns out to be that walrus thing's car, <laughs> only he's a cop this episode. Woody quickly swallows the stolen fuel Woody. and is quickly sickened. The cop uses a breathalyzer, which is just a lighter, to prove Woody's guilt. They embark on a car chase. My God, it, really? Bre- <laughs> breathalyzer back then? A lighter? I guess so. Okay. But it was just written on a lighter. Uh, how flammable is your breath? And, uh, yeah. He, <laughs> they uh, embark on a car chase, ending at a gas station. Woody, disguises as an attendant, floods the officer's car. Literally, uh, Officer Walrus calls Woody a maniac and is slapped and challenged to a duel with, with grease guns. Uh, they get chased, <laughs> lubing each other up yeah. and running amok. Woody hides under the hood of a car, and when the uh, walrus thing lifts it. There's a terrifying tongue in there. It's just a big mouth. It's horrific. Woody is eventually trapped in a big clamp and takes a facial while the walrus does the woodpecker laugh. Splat, splat. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Woody loses. Wow. That's that's deep. It's a pecker life. Uh, so Woody Woodpecker. Mm. You know. Um, kind of remind me of Bugs Buddy. <laughs> yeah. Except I mean, kind well, of more of a jerk. So, like, uh, you know, this would be like hot off Bugs Bunny. This is what he came up with, right? According to the according to the lore, the characters of the Woody Woodpecker show are so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, you're just animals. It's like Rocco's Modern Life. You know, you call it the walrus thing. I didn't even write down what the hell its name is. You know, we just we're just like that walrus thing. He's always right? kind of yawking like this, though, right? Hey, Adam, uh, a couple of little factoids. Uh, one apparently his laugh is based on the call of the pileated woodpecker. Ooh. Yeah, so there's a woodpecker out there that actually goes. <laughs> Insert here. Interesting. Yeah, can we find it? <laughs> we'll try and just cue it into the episode. Insert here. Second thing, uh, the 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 producer of this show, um, the way he came up with the show was he got married. And then him and his wife were on his honeymoon, and like after they had, I assume, got busy that night, they couldn't sleep the whole rest of the night because there was a woodpecker on their uh, honeymoon uh, window or whatever. So anyway, that's that's what gave me the idea for Woody the Woodpecker. <laughs> impotence. Facts. So Woody Woodpecker represents impotence. Mm-hmm. I just added the sex stuff. <laughs> By the way, oh, no. I thought it made it more interesting. Damn, it is their honeymoon. You know what I'm saying? But that so. never that never came up. Adam, can I ask you one more question about this? Yeah, uh, I found I found this hard to find. Yeah, it was sticky. Yeah. Oh God, I couldn't. I found all I could. I found that <laughs> that new Woody Woodpecker show. That's easy to find. 
I right. Found, yeah, the ancient Woody is easier than the middle, I guess. Than this one. You know, I had to watch a couple in Spanish. Okay. Oh, I saw those. And I was like, well, yeah. I'll be lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. Not really. <laughs> uh, I knew what was going on. Woody's voice is hilarious in the Spanish version, though. I remember before Problem Child 2 in the theater, they aired a Woody Woodpecker cartoon before it. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Next time, I'll watch that one. They were, they were trying something there, right? I love that, man. I wish they still did that. Um, anyway. So can you th- believe I feel that way? Anyway. This is like... Uh, sec- this is like... Uh, <laughs> This is maybe kind of second best to Bugs Bunny type stuff. Uh, yeah, Woody's surprisingly derivative. But you know who's on his show that I love? Chili Willie the Penguin. Oh, that's how yeah. Can he talk? He sings, but he never says anything. Um, I watched one where Chili Willie's trying to get in to this little cabin to get warm. And there's a mean old dog who won't let him. Uh, it's pretty pretty typical. Dog mm-hmm. keeps animal out cartoon but it's definitely like Dawes Butler because at some point he like uh, nails the furnace to the floor and turns to us and goes smart brains before it falls through the floor Chili Willy is a very enjoyable side cartoon on Woody Woodpecker so I deem it watchable if I recall correctly it's just about exactly the same production as Woody right yeah, I think so. They're Walter, Walter I mean, it Lance. Look, it looks the same. I think they still got the joke jokes, the in, inside the joke I jokes. just think Chili Willies are better than Woody Woodpeckers in terms of shorts. Like, oh, I don't know exactly what's going to happen in a Chili Willie. Sometimes yeah. he's like droopy and just is everywhere. Sometimes he's just failing to do something over and over. I feel like he's got an analog in the Looney Tunes universe. Like, uh, oh, another little penguin? No, not not a penguin, but like, is the is the chicken little character kind of the analog? Henry Hawk? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Henry Um, Hawk's pretty. I could be. I I could be off. Uh, So no one's ever no one's ever talked that long about Woody Woodpecker. Yeah, let's not even talk about Andy Panda. <laughs> What's to say? Andy Panda. Milk Toast Panda. Is that a sub Panda cartoon. He's just poor man's porky. Yeah, I said it. Moving on. <laughs> no one cares. Poor man's porky. <laughs> um, so, 9 o'clock. Deputy Dog. Yeah. You know, uh, this is a Terry tune, y'all. 34 episodes from 62. You know what? I'd never seen a Deputy Dog cartoon. Before this? Yeah, I'd never oh, seen that, it. That's crazy, that's man. It's kind of funny. That's crazy. He's real dumb. Yeah, he he's dumb. Uh, <laughs> this has got, you know, I don't remember writing this, but it, I just got cartoons for Hicks. Like, no. Yeah, it's from 62, so it is kind of in the, like, yokel uh, period. You know, and don't get me wrong, folks. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm a Hick, essentially. You know, and uh, so I can dig it. But um, I'll tell you one thing about this show. It is short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, Adam? I was like, damn, these are like five-minute cartoons? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Looney Tunes are six and, and done, right? But they, uh, Yeah, it's standard like seven, seven and a half. These are like 529. You know Yeah, what I'm I felt saying? like the cartoon just got started. He's already Ooh. done. Yeah, so everybody's a hick. Yeah, Deputy Dog is a southern Florida dumb arm of the law. He's on friendly terms with most of the town crooks, though, often palling along with them until crimes are committed. They're just fishing buddies. Voices of Dayton Allen, who uh, does uh, Deputy Dog. You might know him 
as the voice of Lancelot Link on the abusive Lancelot oh, Link's TV no. show. And Heckle and Jackal. Oh. Um, there's no real theme song. There's just an intro. It's like, Deputy Dog. Hmm. That's it's like nothing happens, really. Very interesting. Deputy. In 1999, Nickelodeon created a pilot called Curbside, which featured Deputy Dog uh, with Mighty Mouse and etc. I remember seeing Deputy Dog on the New Adventures of Mighty Mouse, that 1988 cartoon that Ralph Bashy did, and they made him monstrously stupid. He was like, I'm gonna marry you. He was almost Pete Puma dumb. He was like, Duh. Oh, man, the, ba- the Bashy one was cool, right? Duh. Yeah, Bashy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, tune in to This our- version of Deputy Dog was really dumb. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, so Adam, one thing that struck me is like Deputy Dog's not exactly the star of this show. Like, uh, sometimes he's not even in the scene and stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, he's got all these like <laughs> southern critters that hang out around it. Yeah, and they're just like, what are they up to today? The muskrat, musky. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I've got that this ran into '63, so I think okay. it, I think it ran over the winter season. Oh, right on. Uh, by the way, so anyway, you know, you know this, but, <laughs> but for anybody that doesn't know, this is from the creator of Fritz the Cat. Uh, oh, was he in here? Yeah, oh, actually, this is Adam. Bashki's in the working animation on Deputy Dog. I guess you're right. This is his uh, professional television debut, Adam. Oh, weird. Yeah, Bashki's. Well, he made some pretty funny faces on Deputy Dog. Uh, yeah, That's very, yeah, this yeah. is a very limited animated show, though. What do you what do you mean like uh, story wise or um, uh, just uh, there's not a lot go like it's not a very busy show like usually there's like one object on screen at a time animated yeah 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 and they cut over to another one mm-hmm. um I like how stupid he is though I watched the episode Astro Nut Deputy Dog is driving along and picks up Musky Muskrat and the Sheriff Jalopy suddenly the two spot a cotton picking space creature. Uh, dog right. yells at the space vomit to leave the car alone and ends up jammed in the creature's tiny spaceship, seemingly making a trade. Out, OWT, yells Dog <laughs> before uh, holding the alien by the antenna and shoving him back in the ship. Dog locks the car in jail for safekeeping. What an idiot. But the alien lifts the building to swipe the auto out. Dog and Muskie follow in the spaceship, pressing random buttons. The dog and alien crash into each other and fight over the pieces. Don't go away, mad space vomit. Just go away. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the sheriff gets into his car and it flies up into space with Deputy Dog stupefied. Adam, <laughs> I caught this one too, by the way. I mean, it's not a great cartoon, but Deputy Dog just kind of makes it funny by being so like, Dog. He's better. He kind of reminds me of Klondike Cat, but I don't hate him. He doesn't say his stupid mm-hmm. catchphrase over and over again. Yeah, I hate Mises. <laughs> he was the one that was like, "I'll make mincemeat oh, out of that mouse." Right, right. And after, then he does. He finally captures him, and he doesn't make mincemeat. After that Doom song, I don't need to hear that anymore. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with the Doom song. You know, um, this kind of reminded me of Crazy Cat and a little bit of Pogo, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. little aminal rednecks. <laughs> yeah yeah did I animal already, trash you did, know did I already say this Adam this takes place in, in Florida yeah most of the time I think it took place in Florida and every now and again they'd, they'd switch it to uh, I think Tallahassee in there right in our backyard <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, wrote, I don't know what you're saying I wrote nice outfits 
Yeah, these are good design <laughs> characters. Yeah, they got like the the lead guys dressed kind of like the bad guy on Westworld. They're they're so right? they're so dippy and <coughs> definitely made with people by people who love dumb old cartoons. Yeah, it yeah, pulls itself off. There's some love in this. You can <laughs> for tell, some reason you can tell it's not bad. You know, I recommend it. I, I say check it out. It's not bad. It's different. It's different. It's not uh, animated. It's not Fritz. achievement or anything. It's not Fritz the cat different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, not, likeable, it's not bad. Likeable characters. Speaking of likable characters, uh, question mark nine thirty the new Pink Panther show from seventy one to seventy four. This new incarnation of the Pink Panther show aired uh, eight new Pink Panther shorts, uh, as well as the the beginning of the Ant and the Aardvark cartoons. Yeah. And um, the inspector, uh, the inspector in his own cartoon too, which begins- well, that, yeah, he was on the previous Pink Panther show, and this one introduced Anthony Ardvark, and later probably oh. showed a few of those as well as Ratfink and Roland Hoot Clute and the Blue Racer. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, how about that Pink Panther? <laughs> just a little bit of trivia, <laughs> like. After this, uh, it would actually trade hands and go over to NBC. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's called the all-new Pink Big Panther difference. show. Yay. Yeah, I saw like the, the bumpers on this show were so stupid. It was like some some guy narrating Pink Panther's activities, which I don't think oh, that's yeah, how this right. works. I don't need a narrator. Yeah, Adam, you know, I, I had my notes <laughs> split up today, but I did mention there is an episode that I watched where the narrator just harasses him the whole time. <laughs> you know, he's like, why are you so lazy and sitting on the couch? You know, Shouldn't you be providing a segue to the next short? And Pink Panther's like, shut up. He's like Andy Cap on the couch. It's like, shut up. <laughs> you know, I, and I was like, what is, I didn't even remember that. But hey, Adam. Another thing about this: these are relatively short too. Oh yeah, I don't right? remember them being too long. They're not very long. They're they are like six six something minutes. Like four shorts in here, maybe. Hey, these are all about the music, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there was a new theme song by Doug Goodwin titled "Pantherly Pride" uh, for this one. Um, but of course, nobody talks. But the Ant and the Aardvark have voices. One's John Biner. Who played the ant like Dean Martin and the aardvark like Jackie Mason. Oh, right. Yes. In Germany, the aardvark's a girl named Eliza. <laughs> what? Uh, all of them were directed by Fritz Freeling. Uh, there's only 17 of them. 17 to the whole series? To There's only 17 ant and the aardvark cartoons in all uh, until 1993's Matt Fewer. Uh, Pink Panther cartoon with John Biner returning. John Biner, he had his own show in Canada called Bizarre, where Super Dave Osborne oh, originated. That, that is incredible. Rest in Nobody peace. Remember me. Rest in peace. We'll have to watch his cartoon uh, sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, so for the 2010 Pink Panther and Pal series, Eddie Garver is the aardvark and Kel Mitchell of Keenan and Kel plays the ant. Mm. How about that? Listen to this, Adam. Uh, in 76, five years after this, they would try and run a 90-minute format episode. Good God. Whoa. 90 minutes of Pink Panther cartoons? Yeah. And listen to the name of it. <laughs> the Big Quiet. <laughs> yeah. It was called The New Pink Panther Laugh and a Half, Hour and a Half Show. Nope. Oh, my God. There's like 10 words in that name. They could play cartoons in like half speed. 
see if anybody noticed. <laughs> no. He's just strolling all the time. Then you can understand what that fast-talking guy was saying. Oh. I like the ones <laughs> yeah. where Pink Panther's smoking. He's just got a big, long cigarette. Bitch stick. <laughs> like, why does he have yeah. that? Oh, because he did in the opening of the film. Which, you know, looks a lot better. But... Smoking's only good for cats. I've seen those movies too, Adam. They're weird. The Pink Panther films? Yeah, you like them? I love the first five. Five? five? Yeah. Aren't they so bizarre? Well, maybe, so two, maybe two through five. Num- the Pink Panther one's kind of kind of a dull movie with a side plot with Inspector Clouseau that's funny. What about Search for? You don't get down oh, with that? No. Okay, okay. Oh my God. That's the, Is that the one with just clips from other movies they had left over? There's one that's just a clip show. That Which might be cursed. Bold for a if movie. I if I recall correctly, Search for was the first one, and then the next one was Curse of the Pink Panther. Uh, I think but. Trail is where some other guys just looking for him. <laughs> so who cares? Oh, it's terrible! It's terrible! It's terrible, man. Yeah. So yeah. But so the ones uh, apparently... with with him, uh, Peter Sellers versus the Diamond Stealer. Those are all great. Two through five. Yeah, they're a little insensitive, but. To French people, I guess. Well, no, Cato's <laughs> not that great either. Yeah, they, they've also got some Middle, well, keep middle an, Eastern people. Yeah, keep an eye out for some fun racist stuff and write us and tell us if you spotted them all. <laughs> That's funny. So between me and you, we've seen just about all of them. <laughs> I grew up watching those Pink Panther movies. And they're like, I can't get anyone to sit through them because they're such a slow, dumb roll. Yeah, they are. They're... Except Shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark, actually, it's kind of a sight. Like, randomly... He stops looking for the Pink Panther and after the, the second time and he goes off and has this separate movie called A Shot in the Dark uh, with Inspector Clouseau. It's funnier maybe than all of the Pink Panther movies. How about watch Shot in the Dark? They have the <laughs> yeah, they, they have those hilarious action sequences. It doesn't have the Pink Panther theme, but it has its own theme by Henry Mancini that's great. Man. Maybe better than the tired Good Pink stuff. Panther theme. Oh, uh, Adam, um... The, the Aardvark theme, I think, was just like... It sounded like the opening to Sleeper. This bad ragtime. It was really bad 70s fart jams. Uh, <laughs> Did you mention uh, that this has a laugh track? No. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. They got to fill the, the dead air. Uh, along with creep, creepy stalker narrator and laugh track. Weird. I do really love the Ant and the Aardvark cartoons. I think I own their DVD. Man, I, I think I'm just... Oh, you want it? I'm going to do you a favor. I'll show you fast. It's just that joke over and over and over. Well, hey, Charlie, I got to take off. But I love how he calls him Charlie. So Say, Charlie, I got to take the high road. Is, is that all the sub-shows? I think so, yeah. It's so, mainly Pink Panther and Ant and the Aardvark. So d- would you recommend this version of the Pink Panther? Uh, Yeah, I like Ant and the Aardvark. Although, you know, the, the previous Pink Panther show did have Inspector Clouseau, and those cartoons are funny, too. Mm-hmm. The I, Inspector. They've probably got something weird in there, too. But I think we're safe with French people. I don't know why I think <laughs> that. I don't know. <laughs> No one's said anything yet. I'd recommend it. It's it's not bad. If you'd it's nev- kind of classics, right? If, yeah. If you had never seen it, I, I'd love to see what somebody who'd never seen it thought. But you oh know. yeah, yeah, totally. Speaking of things you've never seen, <laughs> may never get to see, <laughs> and is hard to see. Well, it's ten o'clock. Let's see the Barrier Reef. 
Barrier Reef is Australian TV. If you're listening to this in a year, the Barrier Reef was <laughs> <laughs> off oh, of North Queensland. Um, it was beautiful. Actually, right now there's robots. I read uh, planting new, uh, you know, reef. Uh, <laughs> Good. So 39 Good. episodes. You could maybe find one uh, of an Australian series, live action, mm-hmm. uh, fauna production off North Queensland Barrier Reef, uh, notable for being the first extensive color underwater series <laughs> and nothing else. You just, yeah. From a 1960s Australian kids series called. Uh, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo comes like a lot of cast members as well as some guy named Joe James. Um, it's an adventure series about the crew of a scientific search and recovery team on a. They're, I guess it's supposed to be impressive ship called the New the Endeavor. New Endeavor. Oh God! Which houses the minus five electrical equipment? This show is notoriously boring. Well, uh, yeah. You know, you that's you just about nailed everything I found out about it. <laughs> I only have a little bit more. <laughs> no. I watched one and was like, oh man, this is nothing. Oh, you call one? This is just blah, 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 underwater. It's just an excuse to get underwater, folks. Really? And not a very good one. It takes like 15 minutes. And then uh, underwater looks great. It's nice to see something that's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lost media. We're, yeah, special episode, Lost Mania. Um, Watch for it. My first question was, do you think people were disappointed to find out underwater is just kind of just blue? Spoilers. Um, Episode one, a few old white men and a lady stand around a blurry computer screen and conduct an extensive survey to the delight of no one. The search for oil deposits leads to some underwater reef footage, which I'm pretty sure they could have shown context-free and gotten better ratings. Killing it. Uh, truly, Australia is a prison. This is decidedly unepic. <laughs> the end. Oh, God. <laughs> I retained nothing from from this. I think because the copy was so bad, it was just like, well. <laughs> and then we're underwater. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. God, Come sounds, on, Australia. It sounds like a nightmare to me. The tribe, this was not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right, right. Barrier Reef, how about that? <laughs> yeah, how about it? Well, anyway. This is what we're doing in 71. <laughs> if you have any more info on the Barrier Reef, we'd love to know it. Uh, yeah, yeah, tell us. But you know what? Until then, 1030, you can take a giant step. I mean, leap. <laughs> take a giant step. You could. Uh, produced by Schoolastic Magazine. Oh, man. First clue, it's going to be good. A 60-minute kids talk spot. Oh, man. Three hosts who With are <laughs> teenagers who are categorized as unknowns. Occasionally, <laughs> they have adults, adult guests. Premier, <laughs> the premiere dealt with beginnings. Fashion designer Betsy Johnson. Ooh. The film Cabaret. The UN. The Moog Synthesizer. And Endings. Yeah. Described as chaotic, the series was... Panned by TV Guide. As such, Take a Giant Step, run by a handful of teenage hosts, is murky of purpose and often intelligible. Its young performers exhibit no signs of professional training or poise, but are left to stumble over each other's words as they bravely but vainly attempt to communicate with their audience. Is that cruel enough? (laughs) Wow. TV Guide? ABC, it's just teenagers. Was that... 
mean enough? Yeah. Do you know what their name became after this? <laughs> Talking with a giant. giant oh, yeah, giant. that's right. Oh, my God. They, they cut off 30 minutes. Talk about full of yourself. This sounds yeah. like David Lynch's Zoom. Uh, <laughs> kind of boring. Adam, this was filmed in the fabulous NBC studios Ooh, da, 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 da. in New York. What is that, 30 Rock? I have on good opinion that there was uh, a shitload of beanbags. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of beanbags. And until cats peed on them. Hey, and it's 1971, and a, a celebrity's got to make an appearance, right? Well, 1971, that can only mean Phil Silvers. <laughs> what? Was he like, what am I doing here? I don't understand. <laughs> take a giant. Uh, I got a giant you can take. <laughs> Not you, of course. I would never say that to such a nice child on TV. What could he possibly have done on Take a Giant Step? I don't know. Well, about six years ago, I was really doing a lot of work. <laughs> Me and Alan Sherman were number one on the chart. This sounds depressing. <laughs> Did you, any of this cast survive? You paint quite a picture. <laughs> that review's cruel. Mm-hmm. These fucking kids act like children. Not into know, it. Just, <laughs> speak up, stupid. Why were they so mean? They must have been really bad. Do you think they just improv for 60 minutes? The kids? You think they just filmed kids for 60 minutes? I believe Dicking it. Dicking around? Sure. Can't you see that? Ay, ay, ay. Talking about the film cabaret. Oh! Who knows how many shenanigans I got into. <laughs> Did they play the film's soundtrack on the Moog synthesizer? Man. Oh, boy. We may never know. Unless our fans send us. Yeah, take a giant look. Take a giant step. Online. And, uh, I, all I could really find was like those little like car, uh, comic book ads. And they would have like a little picture of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like mostly kids on beanbags. <laughs> so I was like, enough said. <laughs> any, other, any other thoughts? No, not Any really. The you, you pretty much covered everything I have oh, here. Oh man, take a giant stab. Uh, hey, a show I like's coming on eleven thirty. It's the Bugaloos. Now, yeah. had you heard of this? I, have we not done this before, Adam? I don't Adam? think so. Yeah, you know, you know what's crazy is I I did not think I had heard of this, and then when I got to watching it, I was like, oh my god, had, I remember this. Had you watched this as a child? Yes, I did. It was so it was an American series uh, from Sid and Marty Croft, and uh, I caught it. But you know, when I caught it, it was in reruns, right? Because apparently it was uh, so. Anyway, it's from seventy. So yeah, it's it, just being reran. All seventeen episodes are being reran for years and years. It ran 70 to 72, and then it ran in syndication 78 to 85. Good God. So that's how I saw it. Okay, right. Like on Family Channel or something, probably. Yeah, and I, you know, I actually remembered it when it came on. I, I knew it word for word. It totally took me by uh, surprise. I'm a big fan of the Bugaloos. I have man. the DVD set and the soundtrack. The theme song's trippy, man. Uh, it's a Sid and Marty Croft show, as if you couldn't tell. Uh, it's sort of a British monkey's meets land of the giants mm. <laughs> i love land of the giants it is kind of like that though there's big dumb sets that they make fun of though um starring wayne laria as harmony the bee john philpot as courage the ladybug caroline ellis as joy the butterfly john mcindo as iq the grasshopper and martha ray as benita bazaar and billy barty van snowden and sharon baird as various costumed freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh my god. First of all, how cute are the bugaloos? They're all dreamy. They're they're super <laughs> She's cute. hot. They're all hot. You're just waiting for them to make out. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of dressed like bugs. I mean, they're they're super attractive. I was impressed. And also, they're British for no real reason. Other than to make them seem out of this world, man. That was just cool, man. There's way tons of rhyming slang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's not really funny it's just happening wait a minute so this what's was... all this donald duck do this... you mean muck oh, it's a lot of that and flared oh, trousers we know about that that's how the beatles cartoon worked remember oh you're right they did that too mm-hmm. by the way adam beatles all over this, this was uh taped in la mm-hmm. so it's not british like no not at all <laughs> so Nori croft has had a thing of always getting the kid on the show to be british oh like uh on puff and stuff the kid was british Hey, uh, speaking of being British, did you know Phil Collins auditioned for this show? What? Yeah. As what? He he either didn't do it or didn't take it. I don't have any information on that. But can you believe that? Because I actually read a story where he was like, if I hadn't auditioned for that, I wouldn't have got this and that. And, oh, right and on. Gotten where he did. Isn't that nuts? I love this show because it's that's that's hilarious. It's just so mm-hmm. trippy. Yeah. It's a real. It's the. I think it's one of the more LSD infused Sid oh, Marty, Marty Croft shows. Without a, it being a bad trip, you could say the same thing in Lidsville. That's not a great place to visit on yeah. acid. It's not as jarring as yeah, uh, it looks as, good. Li- as Lidsville or HR uh, Puff and stuff. I believe this is right after those two. This is the third, and then after that, they were on to something a little more. I think it's uh, either Land of the Lost. Yeah, so they were on, they were done with this silly shit. By Set design them. on Bugles is great. The uh, Enchanted Forest is really good looking. There's like all the big flowers are like trampolines oh that's good that sounds like some lighter star wars prequel shit. and yep and they, <laughs> they abuse green screen on this show they have the bugaloos fly while they sing their groovy songs and it's it's hilarious i love it i can't get enough of it when they sing <laughs> when they fly and sing because it just looks so insane while they sing fly away with us into space well they're clearly Clearly on drugs. I watched the episode Benita the Beautiful because Martha Ray really stands out on this show. She's insane as the like. Usually these Sid and Marty Croft shows get one celebrity to kind of be the bad guy. They, uh, they're like they wanted the person with the best teeth. Martha Ray's just all face. So uh, the record faced monster uh, DJ Peter Platter announces a beauty contest, and Benita insists on kissing up to win, causing Peter to skate away screaming. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joy bumps into Gina, the sexy bug woman, at the Cloud Nine boutique in the sky, who informs Joy of the contest. Back in Tranquility Forest, the male bugaloos sing Older Woman. What? And then uh, Joy arrives. I just realized you never told me about that Grasshopper song from uh, oh, yeah. Doolittle. So it was like this, Adam. It was like, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Clickety clack, clickety clack. That's a number one record. Clickety clickety clack. That's a gold record. (laughs) You know what's weird is we thought about it at the same time. I was just sitting here thinking, I never sang clickety clack. (laughs) Older woman's pretty much the same thing. Older woman, older Older woman. woman. She's another woman against older woman. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Joy arrives disgusted by her sexist, weird male friends. And her mates fill her head with fantasies of being a rich model singing about Flickertown. Uh, 
In Flicker Town. There's lots of, that sounds like an Iggy Pop song, doesn't it's it? It's another song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Flicker Town. Down to Flicker Town. Uh, the epileptic psychotropic editing uh, takes us from that to Benita's jukebox that she lives in this. She lives in this giant jukebox with a peacock at the bottom that won't let you in. Because you do, Adam. It's crazy. Benita practices winning with her freak show of <laughs> evil uh, co-stars, but orders us kids to scram uh, so she can go over her evil plot. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Get out of here! <laughs> got to talk about the evil thing I'm going to do. Why does she always give away the plot? Joy and Gina go missing because they're women, and the bugs go searching. Uh, Benita arrives at the contest. Uh, Steady stomach, cries a judge, and demands the prize as the sole contestant. The boys have to tickle Benita's peacock guard to get in and bust in, finding the ladies. Joy and Gina think if they just let Benita win, she'll finally go fuck herself. Uh, Benita is grossing everyone out with her bathing suit and and big bow. Uh, But the bugaloos arrive, cheer her on. Uh, But unfortunately, Funky Rat... Funky Rat's... You can tell this is written in Sexy operatic sister arrives, crushing Benita. What the hell? Yeah. Funky Rat really slays the beauty contest. Funky Rat... Funky Rat's sister, so I guess her name's Funkina. <laughs> That's Funky Shrew. <laughs> what the hell? Um, oh, Bugaloos, you're crazy. I want, is Benita Bazaar in every episode? Uh, yes, every episode. She's yeah. like, I have to be more popular than the Bugaloos, no yeah. matter what capacity. This is wild, Adam. I didn't I didn't expect to remember it. I, I feel like every Sid and Marty Croft show is automatically like fascinating. Would I recommend it? I would recommend Land of the Lost personally, but sure. that's, just, that's just me. Sure. Man, you know, if I had to pick, I said Marty Croft. But this was highly not. It wasn't as jarring as uh, yeah, Lidsville. Yeah. I'd rather watch this than Lidsville or HR Puff and stuff. It was, yeah, and it, and the the whimsicalness was a little more smoother here. Whereas in Puff and stuff, it's like wow, there's oh, slow down. What all the time? It's almost like they were climbing back <laughs> off of the stuff yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean also in puff and stuff it kind of feels like maybe they thought they this was going to be their only shot only shot so they had as many goofy things talking as possible this cleans up a lot of that this is a this is a tidy puff and stuff well but uh so anyway yeah bugaloos <laughs> we'll talk more about them maybe Probably three or four out. ten more times yeah we'll let you know next time we haven't really decided yet We'll we'll see in the future. Speaking of the future, it's twelve thirty. Finally, and that means it's the Jetsons. Oh wait, wait. Uh, you know, Adam, I had a twelve p.m. Mr. Wizard. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Do you have no it? <laughs> no, I watched some, but I didn't really yeah, find. Yeah, me, me like, too. I didn't quite find like uh, a time appropriate Mr. Wizard or anything. It just I don't seem to be random. I don't have a ton on it, but let me just tell you, like I'd never seen it. So this is old school Mr. Wizard's World at noon. Yeah, yeah. Because there's several eras like Mr. Rogers, you know? Oh, right on. This is a no frills, no gimmick type deal right here. <laughs> you know, this is my first time seeing it. I never really caught it. I didn't have any kind of... Oh, you hadn't seen the 80s Nickelodeon uh, oh, I Mr. Have, Wizard? I didn't have cable when I was a kid, so right I, I'd never I seen it. I barely did. And the thing that struck, right. struck me about it is that this is no frills at all, y'all. <laughs> Am I right? This is... Uh, there ain't nothing. Mr. Wizard is just it's, Mr. Wizard. It's really around his house. Yeah so I don't have much on it I've got I like it 
<laughs> so well, it did last like another uh, decade. He lives in a fictional neighborhood. Okay, like Mister Rogers. Yeah. So, also, my other question is: It always the same, Mister Wizard? Yes. Okay. That's the that's probably important to know. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what it was? So it's not like Bond. So there was like. Uh, let's say like I think several seasons of Mr. Wizard before this so there's a series of Mr. Wizard and then it stopped and then there's one season of Mr. Wizard's World done in Canada that's this season that's why it's impossible to find this season really and then it's the Nickelodeon show so this is like the one year Mr. Wizard was like a random other show for Canada damn so that's why our, we're so like, uh, what did I see? I don't think I really saw it, but I must have because there's tons of those other two shows. Yeah. This is a week of first for us. I remember in middle school, some uh, for science class, there was a Mr. Wizard laser disc. Really? And we watched Mr. Wizard laser disc. What is just the best of Mr. Wizard? Yeah, but you could like you can access. You just described like basically DVD menus. Like, look, you can just you can watch this special uh, episode about. It's just how I lost Timmy. It's just him standing in the kitchen, and he's like, "We can take this. Get in here, here. make an explosion. Get in here. (laughs) Yeah, put your hand in this ice. Touch it. That burns, right? But it's ice. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You're right." You're right. I didn't mean burn. Yeah, it, you know we're gonna need another Timmy. If you disagree, point us to the Mister Wizard we must check out. Mm. And uh, I always loved it on Nickelodeon when he would uh, put the ping pong ball in that box of mouse traps, and mm. it just exploded. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so yeah, then we move on to twelve thirty. If we must. <laughs> And a little jewel, a little jewel I, called the Jetsons. Ever heard of it? Okay, so there's 24 episodes, as you know, and this is from 1962, so it's almost 10 years of reruns. Yep, yep, 24 episodes. Uh, also, Adam, in this this is a weirdo type thing because didn't it come out for one season, right? And then it didn't come back until like nineteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Then it came back in eighty six. Yeah. So Scooby Doo so, did a similar thing. They had two seasons, right? And then they essentially didn't come back till seven or I don't know. They took less of seventy eight, something like that. They took a couple year break. Whereas Jetsons, there's a big old aired gap. reruns from nineteen sixty two to nineteen eighty six. Whoa. So people growing up on the Jetsons yeah. watch the same twenty four. You know what I tell you know what I tell people we've learned on the show, Adam? Is that a we lot all do that. A lot of these shows that you think are, are all time classics really were not on TV for all that long. Failed immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's some shows that weren't even on uh there there were some shows that were only on like six months over the winter. You know what I'm saying, like, and then the, and then we t- we hear we hear them these days, and we think they must have just been around forever. Nah, they failed on TV. It's like, like every big Hanna Barbera show that wasn't Scooby or Fred, yeah, was a big failure. <laughs> it, I know it's nuts. It's crazy. It's and crazy. only by repetition did they become household names that we love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Adam. So uh, I watched. Uh, first off, I, I've. I watched a little that little safety first precursor again, where it's just essentially it is the Jetsons without being the Jetsons, and they 
they played it to teach people defensive driving and stuff like that. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that the future mm-hmm. type, uh, what, a short film or what would you call it? Yeah, yeah. Educational film? Yeah, it's an educational film. <laughs> it, it's got a, got a lot to do about driving safety. Um, so, Into the next tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I, I um, First of all, I watched the Je- the Jetsons Night Out. Whoa, uh, is it like uh, Simpsons Night Out? Um, you know, the babysitter ties up Elroy, something like that. A couple of things struck me. Like for one thing, they had spray on raincoats, and I was like, Oh, was <laughs> they would just spray on a raincoat. You know, I was like, That's kind of sweet. Actually, It'd be great to see some guy spray it on and then go into a filthy space theater. Hmm. Um, I don't know, but, uh, I, you know, this is, first of all, <coughs> it's beautifully painted, you know, it looks gorgeous. The whole thing. I mean, the, the safety first precursor looks even better slightly, but this is a gorgeous cartoon. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. Oh, it's, it looks great. Good colors. Yeah. It's got great colors, great backgrounds. It's, it's exactly what you want to see. Beautiful painted everything, you know? Uh, it's yeah, kind of, and I, I like how grumpy everybody is on this show. George sucks. <laughs> I watched the episode A Visit from Grandpa. Mm. So I was like, who? So some <laughs> asshole is flying along recklessly through space when the police pull him over. Not really over because there's nowhere. He pulls him to the side of nothing. Uh, revealing George Jetson's 110-year-old grandfather. So it's George's grandfather. Whoa. Uh he remembers what was at the bottom of the poles of their cities. He's like, I know what's down there. <laughs> it's a land of the dead situation. Uh, his name is Montague. Montague Jetson. Hmm. Good one. Uh, so, Gramps is on his way to visit his son's family. Or his son's son's family? Yeah. But stops to help a woman with a, a bird stuck in her engine. Uh, vehicles must have... Like an auto hover because they're both just standing by. I never understood that. I don't see any little air coming out of that engine. Um, at home, George gets sent flying off the electronic rocker they're testing out for Grandpa. When the girls come home from hat shopping, mm. uh, that's all they do. Uh, Gramps arrives upside down because he's so young at heart and shows Judy how to dance on the ceiling. Let's have a. I love to laugh. <laughs> um, That's Grandpa on the anti gravity. Have some again. space tea on the ceiling with me. Uh, Elroy and Gramps play some space ball, and George takes Gramps bowling. Uh, Grandpa smokes everyone. Uh, Judy and Jane take Gramps sky skiing, uh, but can't exhaust the old Spitfire. He's too young at heart. They mm. strike. All right. I wish they struck Gramps. They stick Gramps with Astro, who plays Space Fetch with a space stick, until a cop, uh, the same one from board, uh, before, gets bit. Grandpa flirts with a woman in the park who's looking for a babysitter. Grandpa volunteers and takes the kid home. Judy passes by, shocked to see Gramps talking to a hot chick. Jane eavesdrops on Gramps' phone call and thinks he must be remarrying. The old lady Gramps assisted earlier drops by, so Jane assumes that Gramps' fiance—that's Gramps—is his fiance. 
The woman with the baby calls to cancel, and the ladies now think Grandpa has a little bastard in the mix. Whoa. Gramps, never receiving the cancellation, picks up the baby, and the mother cries, Kidnapper! Uh, before anything too funny can happen, everything's worked out with the baby. <laughs> Gramps apologizes, but vows to never marry again. The annoying cop waves goodbye, lamenting, he sure was a cute old guy. What? <laughs> what? I should like to sleep with that old man. Uh, so, I think that's the one, that's my complaint about the Jetsons. It just kind of stops. Like, episodes get kind of cooking, because they're, they're not really, like, high-speed These antics. are like 20, these are like, uh, 20 minutes, right? Yeah. 23, know, probably. Um... But like I, uh, a bunch of like shtick and ruse was was happening, and then they just explained it away, and you're like, oh, episode over. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a flying suit. That's the future for you, anyway. Soma, <laughs> uh, Jetson. I like the show. I just wish it. It doesn't. There's some follow through that's missing from the Jetsons. Maybe one more rewrite would have would have done it. Like yeah. I said before, there's this like um, the- super character. Named Henry that's always fixing the building the Jetsons live in. I just feel like George Hen- Jetson should have been Henry. Yeah. Been the super for the space apartment. Henry the handyman. This should have been the and space PJs. Henry's look is like really classic too. Doesn't yeah, he, what doesn't the he hell? wear like purple and green? I'm not like, supposed to be here. He kind of looks like a tall version of Magilla Gorilla's owner, uh, Mr. Peebles. It's <laughs> yeah. like, were you supposed to be in the future? Everybody else is trying. And speaking of looking like things, uh, don't you think his car looks like an avocado? <laughs> Dude, now. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Be also, great if he got somebody cut through him and sliced him in half and he looked like an avocado. This is one of the last like facts I have about this here is uh, they have weather control that lifts their houses above uh, bad weather. Right. Like, whoa. Who gives one floor the right to dictate the whole building's... That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I guess that they is don't a good a question. They're all so they have people high. sending it back up and down all day long. I feel like they did say like happiness pills in one of these episodes, and that was eye opening. I was like, oh, that's what's wrong. I think you're right. I had to push a button. I'm just so tired. Um, so that's 1971. It is time to compare the time slots. This is where we go through the oh, time. Sweet. <laughs> who sucked and who pulled it off? Eight oh. o'clock. It's Will the Real Jerry Lewis Please Sit Down versus The Bugs Bunny Show versus Dr. Doolittle. Well, it's not oh. Jerry Lewis. Um go, you go first, Adam. Hmm. Please. Oh my. Um Oh, you know what? I'm gonna watch Dr. Doolittle because I have a second Looney Tunes show on later. Oh, you know what? My choice was going to be Dr. Doolittle also because oh. there's no end to Looney Tunes. Yes. It's fantastic. It's fantastic, folks. Exactly. You but have- but we're kind of we're kind of interested <laughs> in this Dr. Doolittle thing. It's like it, it's almost like you know how 40 there's uh 40,000 leagues under the sea mm-hmm. cartoon version and stuff. It's like Dr. Doolittle's almost like extended movie version somehow. It's like some Flash Gordon action. I don't know. It's pretty good. Uh, let's, yeah, let's wait three years. Put him on a boat. Yeah, yeah. So give him a little kid. You should, we should be watching it at the theater. So. It's bizarre. I'd watch it more of it. Uh, Eight thirty. Roadrunner show versus Scooby Doo versus Woody Woodpecker show. I'm gonna watch the Roadrunner show. I think. Really? Gosh, this is tough. I'm gonna go with Scooby Doo just because I'm gonna kick, <laughs> kick lately. Oh my god! I'm gonna kick. 
You know, that means a trend is going to affect that. <laughs> I, I just see other shows where mysteries will be solved. So I feel like, oh, oh. boy. Such as 9 o'clock, this is uh, the Funky Phantom versus Harlem Globetrotters versus Deputy Dog. All right, what are you watching? Man? Oh, man. These, these feel like three equal shows to me. It's really hard pick. Okay, so maybe not Funky Phantom. It's kind of ugly. Um, Harlem Globetrotters was just bizarre and ludicrous. <laughs> and I liked the songs they sang on that show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They had some good songs. Um, and Deputy Dog, I guess, I, I, I guess I'd watch Harlem Globetrotters, Damn. oddly enough. This is tough. Because it's just so bizarre. You know... I'm no offense, Funky Phantom fans. All right, first of all, Funky Phantom is an inferior version of <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Right. And What if Scooby was dead? Harlem Globetrotters, while formulaic, is, you know, is pretty interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with Deputy Dog. Deputy Dog's a pretty consummate character, though. You're right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Just, you know, I'll see a little more of that. I, uh... I can, I can see the appeal of Globetrotters because I like the song, too. <laughs> you it know? opens strong. I don't know. Something just worked. Was they so had weird. a song in the episode, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm kind of feeling this. Bouncing, but. bouncing, bouncing. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, here's a, here's an easier choice. Eight, 9.30. It's the Jackson 5 Ive. Uh, help! It's the Hair Bear Bunch! And the new Pink Panther show. I think I'm going to watch Pink Panther. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is this going to be the week when we agree on every one of them? <laughs> pretty, pretty close. Because, man, Jackson 5 was horrible. It's going in the top 10 worst, hardest to watch. There's no need to watch that. After With Jerry Lewis, too. It was bad, too. But Jackson 5 is surprisingly shitty and shallow. Yeah, I'm going the same way. Shit low. And uh, Help the Hair Bear Bunch. I don't even remember watching that. It just went right out of my brain. It's uh, it's not really worth picking up. So ten o'clock. This is weird. Bewitched, Pebbles and Bam Bam, or Barrier Reef. I guess I'd watch Pebbles and Bam Bam. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Pebbles and Why Bam Bam. Why is Bewitched on? Have this, a drink at ten in the morning. This is still the good Pebbles and Bam Bam, right? <laughs> this is the one where they're in like right going into college. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're sort of in a band, I guess. Hell yeah, this is a good one. I'll check it out. Yeah, same here. Ten ten thirty Lidsville versus Archie's TV Funnies versus Take a Giant Step at Lidsville, hundred percent. So, this is tough since I didn't actually get to see Take a Giant Step. So it's Lidsville or Archie. <laughs> Lidsville creeps me out. There's no okay. First of all, there's let's eliminate. There's no way I'm watching Archie. <laughs> so that's Lidsville. <laughs> yeah, I go with Lidsville. <laughs> At least something's on the screen. 11 o'clock, Curiosity Shop versus Sabrina the Teenage Witch and the rest of Take a Giant Step. So I'm never going to watch Take a Giant Step. <laughs> yeah. Curiosity Shop just sounds like scripted Take a Giant Step. So I guess Sabrina. Yeah. Sabrina? Is Curiosity Shop, is it like a mix between Friday the 13th, the series? And, <laughs> <laughs> and that Nickelodeon show with the mouse and the puppet uh, guard? What was that called? Oh, whatever. Um... Uh, so wait, what were the okay? So what are the choices? Curiosity again? Shop versus Sabrina the Teenage Witch versus Take a Giant Step. Sabrina agreed. Man, eleven thirty. Curiosity <laughs> Curiosity Shop versus Josie and the Pussycats versus Bugaloo's. Bugaloo's all the way. Oh man, bugga 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 bugga. I'm gonna go with Josie. 
I just want to marvel. Ears for hats. Mm-hmm. I just want to marvel at, at <laughs> the mystery of, that is Alexandra. You know? She is. I wish she was on the Bugaloos, but she could be a reality TV star. Beneath, she's a, she's, you know what she's I mean? Such a snot. <laughs> yeah. Twelve o'clock. Johnny Quest versus the Monkees versus Mister Wizard. Johnny Quest. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Love Quest. that Johnny Quest. We don't even need to debate this. I mean, I, I, okay. This is, yeah. Johnny Quest. And uh, 12.30, Lancelot Link versus the Jetsons. Please, the Jetsons. Lancelot Link's one of the saddest things we've had to watch yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch the Jetsons. It's like, it'd be as if Will the Real Jerry Lewis was focused primarily on the day the clown cried. <laughs> Every week. Um, so that's 1971. We told you what you should watch. Uh, so now... Uh, oh, yeah, I, I should point out, special-wise, this year was Play It Again, Charlie Brown, and the Cat in the Hat special, but that's about it. Uh, now we're going to pick, randomly, uh, the next year we'll be covering with the Random Year Generator. <laughs> uh, I love the way you jump right into it, like I got it going. <laughs> 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 so, all right. 1960. Dead on. Ooh. Have we done that, Adam? I don't think so. I don't think so either. 1960, Saturday morning schedule. Uh, look for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just checking the ESM archives to make sure we hadn't done it. And I don't see it here. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so next time we're going to be doing 1960. Oh my God, what will that be like? Uh, is that the Beatles time, or is that before? I feel like it? we're right before the Beatles. Oh, so. thank God. <laughs> uh, um, is Scooby-Doo in there somewhere? 60, no, it's 69 is when we get Scooby. Oh, so. you're right. We're going to probably get some weird Hanna-Barbera aminals, hmm. which I'm fine with that. Um, Until then, you can find me on YouTube. It's a. Sp- they let me on. It's so special. Um, at yeah. Adam Fairland. Mm-hmm. Check that out. And uh, you can find me at Dusty is Certifiable on the Gram. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And check us both, both. out on Every Saturday Morning Fun, where we corral together all the videos and podcast version, wherever you want to list it. Yeah, and if uh, there's something you should see with your eyeballs, we'll put yeah, it on we'll put there. It uh, mm-hmm. Such as every year's really weird comic book ad, which I get a kick oh, out of. So, look at them all. <laughs> uh, anyway, until then, enjoy your Saturday night, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. <laughs>